0: So last night I came up with the first Sam. inventory for the post. Oh, of liquor, and I will uh, have you know, I will have you know that the the list is
1: 15% 15? fifteen percent scotch. Fifteen? That's right. So okay, if you did all whiskey, what would it be? What's what's the portfolio fifty-two allocation? <laughs> you know I what? Said, sometimes yeah. sometimes <laughs> diversification. Because you know my
0: accounting ass just sat there and went, okay, I'm building a table, <laughs> so I have a count of everything. You know,
1: diversification is good, but If it's going to be all whiskey, I mean, is is it really that bad, you know? Did you know that over $5 trillion exchanges hands on a daily basis? That's an average of over $220 billion an hour. Now, how does this much money move every single day? And why does it move the way it does? Here on Drunkenomics, two bartenders who also have to be students at the University of Nebraska Graduate School of Business are going to sit down and drink to the global economy and try and translate it into English. So sit back, relax, put yourself a stiff one, and have a drink with us to the comedy that is the global economy. All right,
0: and welcome back to Economics, the drinking podcast with an economics problem. Uh, I want you all to look to the left, look to the right, and hmm. check out this guy coming down here. Weighing in at 2229, the Vix, which makes <laughs> me, James Goldwater, <laughs> nice less slice. gracious host, still in final form. <laughs> nice and across slice. from me, Aaron Wong, weighing in a little less muscular and bulky than he used to with those egg prices where they are. Gosh. That
1: is more gracious, Aaron Wong. You're not kidding, man. I uh, <laughs> I went to the gym earlier today. I was on the bench, Uh-oh. and uh, it just it didn't look good, man. And I think a lot of it was just because I I've, I've been priced out of eggs recently. Did you bench you
0: know? the? Did you wait, Did you press the bench to the best pre- bench press you?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I miss my eggs. Oh, I missed my eggs is all I know. Okay.
0: All I'm gonna say so, is look between the two of us, you need eggs to go to the gym. The only gym I go to is Gym Beam. Frankly, that's. We're halfway to a whiskey sour.
1: Yeah, still a while. Yeah, I know. All we need <laughs> is just a little simple syrup and lemon juice. Dry shake, wet shake, there we go. And if we're feeling fancy, we can float some wine. <laughs> yeah, if you're, or, or some uh, or some sweet vermouth if the guy that runs the bar didn't forget to order it. I don't ah! know who that guy is. <laughs> 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 Almost, though. Yeah, but anyways, so glad you all can join us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, welcome back. What's our social media stuff again? I forget. You, oh, you know, um, don't you? Yeah,
0: exactly. It's Drunkenomical, and you're going to need it to find us because we're taking next week off. Yes. Not from social media, not from just being in here to chat, but we will not be producing an episode. Um, so we'll see you in March. Uh, we're going to try and take quarterly vacations this yeah. year for, huh. I want to say mental health, but I'm just going to call them hangover days. Yeah. What can I, mean, I say? I don't
1: know. Coming on here is my mental health release, you know, like it's... <laughs> oh,
0: that's, that's true, but, but <laughs> hangover of, days too. That's it's, they, true, they're, yes. They're building up.
1: Yeah, no, I know. Uh, yeah. I need a full so, week for that, so... At
0: Drunk Anonical on um, In The Metaverse, that's Facebook and Instagram, also separately and not related yes, um, via sure. social media on Twitter. And that mm-hmm. is D-R-U-N-K-E-N-O-M-I-C-A-L. God, you've been and from so at that. That's amazing. there, you can find invites to the Discord, less gracious than ever. <laughs> find the invites to the Discord where you can jump in and where we are going to uh, continue having our awesome conversations. We can interact with other economists and econoholics. And oh, yeah. I don't know, have a good time. Mess with each other, interact with us. During our, it's not an off week, but it's just not an on week. Let's call it that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm just looking at, you know, I noticed the, what's his name? K Nello, as always, in true form, filling in and killing. You know, we have a fill and kill channel. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. I mean, crushing just it. Just absolutely I'm, yeah, being, I'm proud of, I'll be honest, I'm
0: proud of so much of the stuff I've seen in there. Um, oh, yeah. I have submitted some things that I'm not proud of. So let's be fair. The. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, Oh fireball and milk it's just yeah uh, I, I get it, it was better than some things but boy it was better so we'll be trying the powerball sometimes it's better week.
1: than some things uh, yeah uh the powerball is better than some things i don't know why, it's better, I, I, it's, I don't, don't want to know what those things it, are it's Furnett and Malort. Oh, okay, yeah, by themselves. <laughs> sorry, Chicago.
0: Yes, Malort is no, awful. I'm sorry.
1: I don't care. No, I'm not sorry about it. Chicago. Malort sucks. I'm. I, you know like, Come at me. I don't know. <laughs> I have. I, I have. I have one friend from. I have. I think I only have one
0: friend from Chicago, and he's told me that Malort's the joke that Chicago is playing on the rest of the country. I swear to God, It's the practical s- okay, joke. Okay, yeah,
1: because I feel like every city is like that. You know, like I feel like Bostonians, like people from Boston, like mm-hmm. there's no way you actually talk like that. Uh, But anyways, uh, so glad you all could join us. Hopefully you have a nice stiff one in front of me, unless, of course, you're about to drive somewhere. I should also mention that uh, another thing we say is financial advice, thoughts uh, expressed on this podcast do not reflect the thoughts and views of our employers. Uh, If they do, it's completely coincidental. Nor is it Um, actually
0: financial advice. That's another thing. This is just where we're we're talking about specific... We may be talking about specifics. We may be talking about generalizations, but it's us just saying, hey, take an eye at this. This is something we find interesting. This is something that's, that's relevant right now. And um, here's the great thing uh, if we batted a 100, we'd be, uh, we wouldn't just be the Charlie Munger and uh, Warren Buffett of podcasts. We'd be the Charlie Munger and um, Warren, Warren Buffett of real life. Of Lincoln <laughs> and um, wherever. I don't know. We'd move somewhere. I, I think we'd go somewhere and be like, they're like the yeah. I, I don't know, like the. I don't
1: know. I don't know. You're you're definitely the Charlie Munger of of the two of us for sure. Like you're 100. Well, I'm. I'm. Like, I,
0: I I think I think you're more amiable and people. <laughs> I think people legitimately like you and I understand that. <laughs> well, I, I think I'm. I, Warren seems like know. he's he's like he'd be much nicer and like I don't know. Charlie is just kind of, he seems a little salty and I and I and I feel that. I,
1: yeah. I know. Well, I mean to be fair, I like. Charlie better than Warren Buffett. Like, if I had to listen to, to interview between Charlie between Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett, I one hundred percent would pick Charlie Munger because, like, oh it, yeah, he's so I loved. It. He's so did, blunt. He makes the best he, analogies. He, the, he calls a spade a spade. Dude, yeah, if, if there's a spade, it will be called a spade by Charlie Munger, and he's his analogies are brilliant. Bullshit earnings. Yeah, bullshit earnings. <laughs> Warren Buffett. Warren's has,
0: a, like, see, Warren's that nice guy. Warren Warren will co- sugarcoat it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, when you to, like, if you but like, you
1: know, this is the thing. Like, so I mean, the prime example is the two thousand eight. You know, I think we. Talked about it before or on this uh, on this presentation, mm-hmm. but 2008. Remember when uh, Lehman Brothers was about to go under? Yeah. Warren Buffett was offered, or Warren Buffett offered what's his name, uh, the CEO oh, offered
0: Dick Fuld. that um, that's he it. Dick preferred at uh, at a pretty preferential rate.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, like it was actually kind of insulting to Dick Fold if you think about it, because it was like a prefer- well, Dick preferred. Dick was
0: insulted. Because it was it was lower than than Dick wanted it, by, Way, by, by a substantial margin. Yeah, but it's a but it's a new but, issue,
1: so it's not like it's. Like, I, I mean, I, I mean, what are you what are you complaining it was, about? It but was like, meant to be it's a, a new was, issue.
0: You're... Warren doesn't invest it. He doesn't put money yeah. into bad things like yeah. he. He
1: calculated some as, risk, and they, I think, and they needed the cash. So I don't understand why he backed out on it. But yeah, it was you going to be five Warren, billion dollars for. Well, if you ask Warren, very yeah, simply, preferred. I think it was convertible preferred. Yeah,
0: It was convertible preferred with, uh, but also if there was, if it was a shortened buyback, it was at Warren's discretion. It was at Berkshire's discretion, not yeah. at. Um, yeah, so a lot, a lot <laughs> a of favorable <laughs> terms
1: for Warren Buffett for sure. But yeah,
0: but if you need, but if you need my money now, yeah, I'm going to loan shark you a little
1: bit. Like, yeah, of course. I have. Why he has a you?
0: fiduciary responsibility to Berkshire Hathaway.
1: Yeah, let's be honest like, I mean, at the time, um, let's, you know, let's not pretend like there weren't going to be liquidity concerns for, uh, you know, Lehman Brothers preferred shares. You know, let's be honest, right? Well, especially,
0: yeah, <laughs> especially like when you're asking for money like that in that market, there, yeah. you're, it's because of a liquidity concern.
1: Exactly. But um, I don't know. I just think uh, I, I think you're definitely the monger as all well. as all. Long way of us saying. I, that. I, I, hey, look, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. I just. You, you're the, quick uh, way it works
0: perfectly because I'm a little older than you. Charlie's yeah. a little older than Warren, and yeah. um,
1: and you're a lot funnier.
0: And if I don't know about that, but I mean, <laughs> I'll definitely I'll call bullshit. Bullshit. I'll call, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll call Dingo. I don't know. He's had. Well, speaking of Charlie. He's had a wild week. I know. Not I'll, necessarily wild. He's, well, no,
1: yeah, well, he's, he's just doubled down. <laughs> well, what was that thing that happened last? Week? Because I wasn't wasn't the annual meeting, or wasn't there like a annual meeting or a quarterly meeting or something like that that Berkshire Hathaway did? And then that's when he kind of really stomped the foot on the neck of crypto um, even more. I don't
0: know. Well, let's put it this way: Was it at a? Yeah, it was the it was the annual shareholders meeting. Oh, but okay. of the Daily yeah. Journal Corporation. Yeah. So okay. it wasn't. It wasn't Berkshire because Berkshire's is later in the year. Yeah, it's usually it's like in, in the in, summer. Yeah, I want to say June, but it's it's because apparently they go to the zoo. Yeah, well, um, it's like it's going go to go the around. zoo. Like, who February. wants to go to Omaha
1: in, in February? You know what I mean? No offense to Omaha. Um, well, Omahonians. I'll
0: say this: Omaha and Lincoln this week are substantially better than anywhere north of here. So if you're really so for those of our yeah. listeners, if you're in the Minneapolis area, the Dakotas, good luck, guys. They've Yeah, you know, I heard about. it. Uh, all I can say: stay yeah, warm. I woke up to
1: the news article of uh, ten thousand, oh not ten thousand. That's way drastic. Uh, One thousand of flights today because of the snow.
0: Yeah, well, Minneapolis-St. So. Paul is a major, a major um, travel oh, hub. and yeah, I mean, MSP, Chicago yeah. O'Hare isn't exactly... Isn't exactly... Um, what?
1: It's only in the middle of the country. I think, is that
0: one of the biggest airports in the world? I know, weird, right? Yeah. But yeah, no, so you have a but thousand yeah. flights, uh, not great for the airlines. Oh, well. But you say he's stamped on the throat of crypto. I say he doubled down on on his original position, which is that it's... It's all bullshit,
1: right? And it's well. Uh, I mean, he I, he referred to crypto as massively stupid. I think if you watch the interview, he decided to go into a much more specific. I'll say specific is the way I'll describe it. Yeah. He used much more specific language. Uh, he said, it's um, ridiculous addiction. that anyone would buy this so, massively stupid stuff? Yes, and then stuff. It, and it
0: gets worse. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and then he elucidates on those points. It's not. Well, oh, yeah, but it, 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 it's a it, valid point.
1: To, it's a very. It's a really valid point because, like, I think if you're if you're really trying to find inflation protection. Like, do you really think crypto? I I don't. I personally don't think so. If you're Um, playing a game,
0: look. I I view it as you're playing a game of hot potato, mm -hmm. except you can't even eat the hot potato if you're first. If you're forced to hold it, right? Like it's it's. Let's be fair. A lot of people who are in crypto, or a lot of people who bought into crypto, they need to see a valuation increase by thirty thousand dollars before they can sell. Yeah, half the people and a break-even point. Yeah, And, and that's and that's and that's ignoring inflation.
1: Right. right. So That's it's ignoring inflation. And, you know, I know a lot of finance geeks are like, well, time, value, money, you know, discounted by one plus R or to the T mm-hmm. power, right? Or whatever it is. It's, it's like a,
0: one say, quantity, one plus R to the T power over well, periods, number of periods, yeah, right? never Yeah, number of periods. Um,
1: it, well, it, it, it also just depends on, you know, uh, like the frequency of well, depa- the frequency Well, yeah, how you're, how you're, right. But I mean, whatever. Okay, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I mean, anyways, we don't, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> But no, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is, right? Like, you know, it's an excellent trading tool. Like, I, I think, it, I think it really is a great. It's it's a great
0: game of baccarat. It's
1: yeah. a great game of uh, roulette. You know, but I think you know um, people that actually think that it's going to be a, a currency. Like the the number one thing I think, if for for Bitcoin to actually become a currency, it needs to trade like a currency. Like it can't lose 20% of your value in a single day, you know, or like in the next five minutes, really. Well, right. Like
0: the real problem it has when it comes like, so it, it we, as we've discussed in previous episodes, it fails every test of currency yes. of money. It fails every, every test for money. But the real reason, the reason it fails every test for money is that it has no backing. So like every other currency in the world is backed by a central bank. What it really means is yeah. it's actually backed by, backed by the receipts and natural resources, the tax receipts and the natural resources of the country of origin. Right. So it's, I yeah. know. In the end, there's a working economy there.
1: Yeah, but I love how Bitcoin is like to argue that. Okay, it's still like technically the taxpayers. It's backed by nothing. I'm like, no, it, there's there's something substantial there, right? No. When you have a G, I, when you have a I country, work. yeah, I, I work. Everybody works. When you have a country with a GDP of 25 trillion, my la- my know, labor has value. The things I consume have value.
0: Money is the medium of exchange. It is just a token. Like yeah. what was they said in Margin Call, which is again that's the yeah. movie, of the podcast, guys. But- yeah. Marjorie Cole, I think uh, Jeremy Irons just says money. we met uh, people have been you know, killing each other for it for years, but at one point there's a conversation where he goes, oh, "It's just money. It's made up. It's something, we, up. It's pi- it's something we invented pi- so we didn't have to kill each other when we wanted something. Yeah, we
1: wanted to trade something." Yeah, I think it's what it. he specifically said was like kill each other to find something to eat or something like that, or I forget, right? Mm-hmm. Or to get some I mean, food. mean to or... kill each
0: other for something to eat. Yeah, it was, it was it's something like that. it's it's it's, it's that, but it's that it's accurate no that's exactly right. what it is right Whereas crypto it, uh, let's put it this way um if i if i were to pay for something with crypto it would be because i received free crypto <laughs> so someone else is willing to sell me something for that for that thing And, like, yeah, all right. and normally
1: speaking like there's such whether a big, it be, whether it be someone sells me their currency yeah but the thing is like it's exactly that i would honestly take that deal any day of the week but i really like if you think about it like even if you were to use crypto as a, as a thing of exchange as a unit of exchange like people have of exchange, yeah, yeah, medium of exchange unit, medium, whatever, whatever unit, uh, unit, unit of, unit of, of exchange. it's unit of measurement, medium of exchange. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So medium of exchange, like I know a lot of stores, a lot of retail stores have tried to do that, but they're just like, we, you know, for $125, uh, suit, you know, two piece suit combo. We have to charge six hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin because the very you know because five minutes from now, that six hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin can easily become one hundred twenty five dollars worth of Bitcoin. So that's why we have to charge that much. That's the quote unquote like currency risk I'm talking about with oh yeah uh, with Bitcoin and with with cryptocurrencies. That's why I just don't well, it's, it's I don't like want to ruin like I feel like if there's going to be a lot of crypto people after hearing everything we just said. They're going to be like, Yo, come on. This is what crypto is actually going to do. This is going to this, this pass. And once this passes, there's going to be stability. And it's going to start trading like an actual. To me, crypto. that destroys
0: one of the big premises of crypto, which is like a lot of crypto say, like, oh, it's unregulated. It's not, the government doesn't have anything to do with it. And so it's anonymous. And it's anonymous. Yeah. And my response is if, if you want that that stability and that lack of concern about whether or not it's a going concern, right? So in yeah. business, we use accounting specifically, we use this going concern argument, which is to say if the business. Looks like it may not be a going concern any longer. That's a red red flag. It's so a going concern. Yeah. Everything's fine. It, or it will continue. Your business will continue to be open. But when you run into going concern, it becomes a going concern problem. Like, or there's an issue with whether or not it's still a going concern. That means the business is about to fail or something. Yeah. But in order, if it's regulated by the government, then you've just lost your, you're not no longer regulated. So it's like, well, why? Yeah the, 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 the you know?
1: decentralization premise of crypto that makes it attractive to people from the outside for specific purposes well, for certain purposes now, yeah now that's not there um, but also like you know like i think bitcoin and i know like a lot of people are like oh well if you look at any currency pair if you look at the you know a gbp usd like that's extremely volatile but it's like yeah it's volatile but it's it volatile like on a band right like it, it always yeah. goes it always sells back to a certain point and as far as the volatility goes, it's not like 5% yeah. every 2 minutes. It doesn't fluctuate 5% every 2 minutes.
0: No, it might it might take it might take decades or it might take months. Yeah. Um it's it's, it's, a gra- it's a it's a glacial process. It's a, it is a yes, much more gradual process. Yeah,
1: whereas like cryptocurrency um, it's like okay, well a month later it's this, a flash of yeah, lightning. <laughs> you know, a month later I don't know what it's at right now, but a month later it could be it could very easily be back to 60,000. I don't think it will, but I'm saying it could very easily be, you know, because of some guys tweet or whatever it is, right? Like it literally do that. wonder
0: who that guy could or could not be. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah cause B- I mean. Bitcoin, Bitcoin's down at $24,000 right now. It's down at approximately you know, lazy math. A third of its value from what? Three years ago? Yeah. Two years well, ago? Uh,
1: well, the thing is, like, so early January it was at like what eighteen thousand or something like that. So like, it yeah. literally it went. So up it's appreciated
0: 30, by thirty percent.
1: So it's like, dude, like honestly, if you if you bought it at thirty th- at thirty uh, percent ago and now it's thirty percent up, congratulations. You're doing great. Yeah.
0: Well, once you've realized, once you've sold it and realized that.
1: Yeah. I'm not saying sell, but I'm just saying like it's it's so weird how it. it fluctuates would, that but... it fluctuates that much like no two currencies really do that without at least snapping back no. to whatever it was We're not with without
0: a, not without like a, a huge external reason so sanctions um, sanctions um, <laughs> um yeah um
1: someone's someone's
0: bombed the shit out of the eastern part of your country and invaded three of your provinces ukraine right yes. your currencies yeah. are going to show some reaction to that uh, your country splits into sudan and south sudan yeah. egypt uh some idiot boat pilot lets uh lets the boat get stuck in the canal right yeah. <laughs> let's, let's <be> fair. <laughs>
1: that's that's yeah there you go that's that's a, that's a huge one or it could just be something like okay apple decides they want to move their headquarters to uh, to uh, to france um i'm not saying that's going to happen but if no, they did it would it would not be it would, not be, it would the- not be
0: in there um It would not be in their tax interest to do so. No, it wouldn't. I'll say that. No, but I'm just,
1: I just made up example. If Apple did do that, obviously the appetite for the Euro would definitely go up. Right. So something like that happens. Yeah, currencies like they'll they'll find a new uh, a new normal or a new uh, mm-hmm. like whatever, it, right? Something like it, that. It'll settle in a new place. It's <laughs> yeah, um. That's that's it, you know. I think we talked enough about Bitcoin. I just I don't know how we got down that that yeah. rabbit hole. I just I love Charlie Munger so much. I think It's Charlie Munger. Um. Yeah. Oh, man, I thought I had way more turkey than that. That's, oh no. Yeah, I gotta I to dip back that's, into the Scotch to this one, huh? Yeah, I'll
0: I'll be honest. Here's the critical thing. One thing I did not forget: turkey and turkey
1: rye. Oh. For the post. definitely, definitely have yeah. those on the oh, list. Oh yeah, you can't forget that. Oh, turkey absolutely. Rye is so underrated. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, I don't um, know. Uh, I I do want to talk about this question. Did you see that question in the Discord <laughs> uh, about um, um, something about credit card defaults? To cl- like, you know, we answered a question um, about. Some- I did see.
0: I did see the question. Yeah, it was in um, reference
1: to uh to our to our episode, our presentation last week, and he was like, "Love the show. Yeah. Uh, what did that make credit card defaults decline rather than increase?" Uh, it seems very irresponsible, but the analogy that bungee cords were pretty good. Oh,
0: yeah. I appreciate the fact that you love my analogy.
1: Yeah. Um, I think he was talking about uh, I said, the, the
0: great jobs report.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, you know, yes. Right. If you just look at it for face value, all else have constant. Yes. It would definitely make credit card defaults decline. It sh- but, Or it should. Yes. Or um, it should.
0: You'd expect but, increased employment to lead to a decrease in credit default. Yeah. You, you would but, expect that. They, 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 in fact, they would have a... Um, a positive correlation.
1: Yeah. But if you look at what's going on right now, like inflation has gone up, which means the cost of pretty much everything has gone up, which means credit card debt balances have gone up. And additionally, mm-hmm. interest rates on, the, on that debt that compounds pretty frequently because it's a credit card loan, all, all that has gone up drastically. The growth of that has really outpaced the growth of wages. Uh, it, it's outpaced the growth of, of yeah, you know, like it's, really a strong job, a strong labor market really can't keep up with that, well, unfortunately, it, it, which I think it the,
0: could, but it isn't yeah. presently. The, the real issue right. is yeah, that yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not, it, let's look at So we, what we really have to do is we have to go back six months, I want to say, uh, maybe nine mm-hmm. months, but it, there was an episode where we were talking about it and it was in, in the summer, in the summer, fall of um, it's what twenty twenty three so twenty twenty two what we <laughs> saw net what we saw was a huge increase in the number of in the amount of buy now pay later oh, credit yeah. being used to buy necessity products so not like a TV. Not a um, like eggs. a gaming console, a computer. But buying eggs, people were buying eggs. People were buying <laughs> milk. People. So, so nine months ago, so you know, six, six to nine months ago, people were starting to buy before the, the current inflationary pressures were really hitting in the way the biting well, in the way they are on staple survival products. Yeah. People were already tapping new credit sources, and I'll be honest, a little shall we shall we say subprime <laughs> rates subprime. for credit. Yes. Right. Nice. So people are borrowing Plans like more that. more sexy word. Yes. That long ago. So the question you're asking, or the question that's being asked, is what? Why hasn't this jobs report in January? It's because, well, great jobs report in January. It really was. Fantastic. I mean, yeah. But that, but a great jobs report in one month can't undo six, seven, eight months of bad job reports. Can't undo. Six, seven, eight months of inflationary pressure on staple survival goods. Yeah. That's why, like we talked about last week, and, and the week before, and the week before, and last year. What what's the point in looking at the inflation basket and excluding food and ener- food, yeah, energy, why, and housing? What? It's like, oh, okay, wh- why would we exclude the things that I have to have to survive? Yeah. Cool. I don't care about used cars. I don't have to yeah. buy one of those. I don't buy. I do one have a month. to buy yeah. at some point food. Yeah. Um, I have to pay in Nebraska for heat. I have to pay some for point, rent. And cooling I have to, yeah. at another. I have to pay for yeah. rent. I have to pay for at least water, right? So when you ignore, when you say like, "Oh, well, excluding all the things necessary for survival, inflation's down." It's like, well, well
1: what? <laughs> well, I, I wonder, like, why isn't there like, an actual basket of goods that just includes the necessities, like food, energy, rent? Right. Do you do you you want
0: do you want the really cynical answer? Yes. No. The The, the cynical answer for why there's no basket of goods, like why there's no specifically published by the government basket of goods that does that, is the same reason they don't raise the um,
1: the poverty line all that often. uh, No government
0: wants to be the government that increases the
1: number of people in poverty. No. Yeah. So that makes sense. Like, if all of a sudden you know you're you're the guy in charge, and then food food energy rent prices double during your time in charge, you, during, you your, know, it's it might really be your fault. hard to You know, I, I think you're right because I think you've mentioned, you know, this is, I don't think inflation is going down. And even if inflation does go down, prices aren't going to go down. There's not going to be any deflation. Not, not, so no. we, we see, you know,
0: like we, we said, we, when we talked to Bob on, and, on, hey Bob, on, yeah, hey, on episode, on, on the unered episode due to technical issues. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. Um, swear to God. The, the, pure tech, yeah. the only places where we see deflation but they're positive, is we see deflation in oh, the cost oh. of well, historically in the cost of computing power. Little <laughs> less so, less true of the last, of, of the last few years, but it'll go, back, it'll go back to that kind of downward trend where yeah. we get better processing out of. And then also, uh, you know, things like um, you see it to an extent in certain medicines once they go generic, right? You see deflation in right. the cost to treat certain illnesses or to. But as a whole you're right we don't we do not see deflation in the vast majority of things.
1: Yeah, but like I think you know certain commodities do like you know if you look at corn or or oil like there's going to be deflationary periods that are very, very mm-hmm. cyclical with, with those, you know, in relation to. Oh yeah. Well, that, but, that, but
0: that you see, that's where you have overproduction, underconsumption. Yeah, yeah. But it's and not. Right, and eventually, and, and, yeah, eventually and like. That, eventually supply and demand will meet and then there goes, and then. Yeah, but it's, Yeah, but it doesn't
1: yeah, always, it doesn't always like revolve back to a certain, like the same exact level, right? Like, you know, his because like no, honestly, like if no, you think about it, you think about a bushel of corn or whatever, whatever unit it is. I don't, I don't know. It is but, a bushel. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Cool. Awesome. Uh, but a bushel of corn, like in the fifties, is certainly a lot cheaper than a bushel of corn now, right? So eventually, like every time it resets, it, it's it's always a little bit higher than, than what it was before. That's oh, going to yeah. happen with oil. Yeah, it's no, going um, to happen. It's going to happen with eggs, unfortunately. With,
0: with any good, yeah. uh, what you see is that is that prices increase, prices go up. It's inflation, and inflation. Here's the funny thing: inflation's not bad. No, it's, it's it, not inherently well, inflation's bad. Inflation's really just a sign. In fact, of, inflation of a, is
1: good. Too much is okay. Controlled high, inflation controlled is inflation. good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, controlled growth is good. When it's Uncontrolled the, growth is cancer. Yeah, when it starts it, getting bad is when it gets into hyperinflation or stagflation. That's when it starts becoming a, a, a big problem. But uh, yeah, to your point, like inflation is really a sign of a, of a growing economy. People of are outbidding each other for the same good. Right. So mm-hmm. people, are to pay, for, it, people are willing to pay more for the same good yeah, in order for that you're to, willing happen, to pay more when you have more. Yeah, exactly. In order for that to happen, means you, have to have to, you have to have the means to do it or you have to have the borrowing power to have the means to do it. So but yeah. at, at, with the bungee cords, that's a, that's, so a, that's the bungee cords There's cord. only so
0: much length. Right. There's only so much length before the, the strength brings you back. Um, yeah. I guess to bounce back to that question, pun intended. <laughs> um, Yeah. Why, why doesn't that suggest? I think, you know, I talked about it. We've seen people borrowing more to buy the regular goods. We've seen people, uh, we've seen the cost of, of everything really under the sun going up. And so that, that's why we're seeing like defaults increasing. And the next, the next problem is like, is on top of that inflationary pressure, devaluing your money. Um, you also have that increased interest rate, which means that the cost you're paying to pay off what you've borrowed historically, uh, I want to say it's Warren Buffett said, nothing in the world is so powerful as compound interest. Yeah,
1: that's literally a direct quote of Warren so Buffett. So, if
0: nothing in the world is quite so, power, is so powerful as compound interest, increasing interest rates makes that compound interest just that just much more, more powerful. powerful. Um, yeah, and I, I,
1: think, I think it kind of goes into like, it, this whole interest rate increase, it goes into one of the big topics that we're seeing in financial news. Which is, I, I think a lot of a lot of people have been talking about the yield curve. I mean, you've seen it; like it's been inverted, f- it's inverted for, a <laughs> a for for a very long minute. And I even well. asked I, I even asked some strategists. You know, like I asked the strategists of Market Rebellion. I was like, yeah. Dude, like, what are the odds we can avoid? We can avoid a crash lane? because his words, particularly, it's and this is AJ Monty, who I think is brilliant. I love, I love he his is, content. I really like him. Yeah, I, it, I, I love his stuff. Yeah, AJ Monty is brilliant. So he's the chief. Uh, I think I, I'll be technician. honest. The guy, the, I don't know if anyone at
0: Market Rebellion that isn't. It's true, that's a good
1: point. Really at the top
0: of their game. Yeah, exactly. Be fair. Market like, Rebellion is.
1: Yeah. They're, Pretty smart shop.
0: Yeah, they're they're excellent. And, we're, and, and to be fair, we're not just saying that because we, know, we know some of the guys. Yeah, we know some of the
1: guys. But like, it, no, it's seriously a brilliant shop. But AJ Monty is absolutely, his content, his YouTube channel is freaking awesome. Quality. Yeah, but I asked him, like, what are they, because I thought, I, I still think this, even though I think uh, AJ Monty disagrees, but I really think that we can avoid a crash landing, to use his words, if China stays open, everything goes back to business as usual. But... He's saying that right. the yield curve, his his yield curve, which is tough to, to to disagree with. It's really, it really is. Mm-hmm. when a yield curve has been inverted for this long, it's really tough to to say, like, hey, we don't think there's going to be uh, a recession, a, yeah, on the other so side of it, yeah, I want to bring this up because I do think the front, you know if you look at the front of the yield curve the yield curve all the time, it's usually always like, what, what makes the front end of the yield curve go up? And it's really just interest rates. It's not uh, really. Almost always. It's not. Yeah. It's not really people buying the hell out of short term bonds. That's really not that. It's just. The, yeah, it's just that, a coupon. Yeah, like people, you, you, yeah.
0: you do. But most most of the time people that buy into that short term rate, it's their, It's usually to, to uh, cushion a portfolio and it's like, look, we'll do 30 day bonds and We'll cycle through every 30 days. We just, yeah. you know, we take What's whatever true? that. Take the. Yeah. Seven cents or whatever. Well, now we get it's like, okay, yeah. Seven.
1: Like, if you, if you buy a less than one year bond, odds are you're probably getting more than 4% yield, which it's mm. like, dude, like, how, like, that looks so attractive. Which, the,
0: uh, the, like, and here's the wild thing. Do you know the only thing keeping the yield from the, the yield curve from being even worse is the fact tell. that no new bonds have been issued in the last 30 days? No new treasuries. Wow. Debt ceiling, no new treasuries. Yeah, so yeah, no new imagine, issues. Yeah. Imagine, imagine so. if it was business as usual right now at the current, at the current coupon oh, rate. Oh,
1: wow. That would be, at the current overnight wow. rate.
0: In some extremely perverse ways, hitting the debt ceiling is
1: <laughs> I, I, very perverse. Oh, yeah. Well, like and think is, about what is, happened in the last thirty uh, is days It's helping,
0: helping us avoid the true problem at hand. Well, it, even um, if you
1: think about like, what happened in the last thirty days, right? So the debt ceiling got suspended, or not suspended, but there's been new no new issues, and that's within the last thirty days. Right it which over. we yeah, which yeah. we also in the last thirty days had a you had a had a rate hike, right? So yep. you know, with the rate hike. We haven't been able. The government has at least hasn't been able to issue new loans at new at the new rates, right? rate. So that so that keeps the so, yield a yeah. low, Keeps the begin the front end of the yield curve a little
0: lower than it should be under purely market conditions right
1: and i'll I'll be honest with you like Um, you know if i had if i had a way default risk because i think default risk it's easier to manage with with a longer term bond right because like the par isn't getting paid out for a long time so you know you can you can manage to avoid default on a coupon payment much more easily than you can avoid default on on the principal. yeah exactly so on on the actual face face value yeah yeah so absolutely so that's why it's I a, also it's think a, it's yeah. a hell of a lot easier for me to pay you fifty bucks
0: than to pay you a thousand. thousand.
1: Yeah. Plus, uh, not to mention, usually on uh, especially you like know, matura- uh,
0: especially on short notice.
1: Yeah, well, and on maturation dates, usually, uh, usually there's another coupon payment with it too. So it's mm-hmm. usually like you know, if it's a five, if it's a five percent coupon bond, it's, it's either another coupon or if it's a thirty day bond, the yeah. only coupon. Well, yeah, well, it's like if, if it's a thousand, if it's a five percent bond, thousand dollar face value on maturity day, it's a thousand dollars fifty, right? That's the that's the cash flow coming in for you, right? And you know, of course, you want to discount it to present value, right? Whatever. Uh, I don't see. Alright, fine. He's a thousand
0: like, forty-eight fifty,
1: <laughs> and yeah. that's and that's in a weak economy. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- th- this thirty is, days. Well, this is the thing is, like, I I, I think it's it, it's easier to manage that. So I think default risk. I don't know what the heaviest default risk uh, lies on. Like, I, I don't know which part of the curve. I'm guessing maybe the two year, but I, I, that's a pure guess. It could for be the me, five. It could be the seven. For I know, me, I'd but. say
0: I, I'd say the highest risk of default. Okay, I'll just say anything maturing between July and September of twenty twenty three right now. Doesn't matter when, when it was issued when it was issued. As long as the term whatever, is whatever up. those historical if, if your mature if your if your maturity date is in that period, that's where that's where the risk lies. And and I said it only based on the fact that the Treasury has said that that's when. Right. That's when it happens. That's when default happens. Right. So I guess, um, so I guess
1: in terms of the debt ceiling, it, the only the real way it's really affecting the yield curve, I think, is just. So I guess, new any, I guess
0: any six. I guess any six months out of December would be. You know, yeah. um, right. Real
1: well, I, okay. So that that makes sense. I, I think I, I I'm starting to piece it together a little bit. Right. Like you know, I think the debt ceiling, us coming up on the debt ceiling, I think it's really. St- it, it's kind of frozen the yield curve a little bit, not not necessarily in a good way. Suppress it. There's yeah, a there's a body under the ice. Yeah, exactly. But especially on the front end, right? Which you know, I, I don't really know what the back end of the curve is doing. Um, I really haven't looked at the ten year well. in a in a long time, but it looks like the ten year was up today. So you know, if the front end of the curve is still stagnant, um, well, there you go. Uh, the answer to that question is that the yield curve is fine a little bit. But then again, you know, a lot of times whenever you know, there is an economic contraction. People don't necessarily sell their bonds. When I say don't sell their bonds, I mean don't sell their government bonds during times of economic contraction. No. Right? Like I this, trust
0: I trust the government to be here to this specific government, so it may not be the Biden yeah. administration. Well, no. not, in, for it, yeah, but the US two government, years yeah. it will not be it will not be the currently sitting Congress. But I expect the United States government yeah, to yeah, still but be I, here. You know, because
1: like whenever there is like an economic contraction, what do investors do? They flee towards quality. Is there a more quality than the US government, right? This US government is the epitome of equality. has never defaulted, right? Unlike other companies. So, one of what, Like, uh, you know, yeah, other like, companies,
0: that's fair. Yeah.
1: Well, that, of, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's like, just one of a small number
0: never defaulted. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's small. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the reason why the yield curve really inverts is because the, sh- the front end of the curve really gets affected by interest rate hikes. The back end of the curve does a little bit as well. Are yeah. people actually um, are people actually selling the 10-year bond? I don't necessarily think so. I think, if anything, people are buying it, but I think people are buying more closer to the front end because Friends, it's-
0: but, but The I think, front end's paying out much better on the coupon rate than the long term, but the long term has much more guarantee of paying out the face value. So it's- Right, so that's what I mean. A, that's what I mean. So I'm actually meant, meant to that say- that game of musical chairs, that game of chicken for the coupon payments. Right, so
1: that's what I'm saying. i like, actually and whether meant whether or not say, you think that the government- Yeah, i actually meant to say that people are buying more towards the back end because of that, mm. right? That's what I meant to say. Which is why yeah. there is an inversion, there is an inversion as steep as it is, because one, interest rates have gone Absolutely. up, and then two, you know, there is a, there is some concern of maybe a default uh, in the short so- term. Well,
0: right? It's not. And the great thing is, it's not even a solvency question. Like we know, we know the United States is solvent. Yeah. it gets to print its own money. Anyone that can print their own money is solvent. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I, I just think yield curve is something we ha- we really have to pay attention to. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, th- I feel like this year, I'm trying to figure out what the theme for this year is going to be because okay, last year so was the Fed. Uh, this year, s- this year is still the Fed, but it's China and it's also the yield. I think now we're going to throw in the yield curve. Now we're going to throw in the labor market. I'll say yield curve. Here's here's what I'll say. So
0: this year is going to be defined by three things. Okay, I think. Um, let's hear it. For the fourth one being kind of a uh, started last year, so <laughs> this year is not going to be defined by it unless it ends. Right, so the first thing, uh, the U.S. debt ceiling, oh, it has okay. to be addressed.
1: That's a great one. Yeah,
0: that's one. If if it's addressed, it's a non-issue. If it's not addressed, it is the cataclysmic issue of our time. Yes. And that's not a. I don't think that's an overstatement. You know, not anymore. Um, yes. Two inflation. Is it tamed on consumer goods? actual staples on the staple goods housing energy food okay has to be addressed So that's two inflation there real inflation yeah, there but i
1: still think okay so inflation is really a byproduct of the fed well three. anymore
0: is okay. three is the fed, the fed is the fed serious about taming inflation right so it's inflation one because inflation isn't controlled but is isn't Driven by the Fed, no, not not but it entirely. Can be constrained yeah, constrained by the Fed. Yeah, you could you could um, you could
1: put shackles on, on inflation, but it still does what yeah. it, it still does what it wants to do, just a little bit more limited and not as quick. Yeah. Right? So it's so on one, so. it's
0: it's the beast of inflation. What is it going to do? And then three, can the Fed tame inflation? And then four would be Russia Ukraine. How does that end? Yeah. Does it end this year? Uh, if it doesn't end this year, it's a non issue for this year. And you know, it's. it's if it does end this year, how does it end this okay, year? Okay, well, so, I, okay, I like, so I like the, the three so and, and a half. the fourth one is, like, is that italicized, like, eh? It, it's all, is it, if it does, it is. If it doesn't, it isn't.
1: Well, but those are my three for this yeah, year. Well, I, I, okay, so I like, the, um, I like the 3.5 that you have. I really like it. And for, I, I like your market outlook. Me, thank
0: you. Well, for me, the big one, though, is, is, is looking at the Fed and Fed interest rates and everything else, is, and, and the debt ceiling. So two, so two and three. For me, the big one is going to be is how do foreign central banks react to two and three with treasuries if and when they're being issued?
1: Yeah. So, I, I mean, this year, kind of to your point, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of almost, you know, my market outlook is almost the same as yours, but just kind of comes at it from a different angle. Right. So there's the Fed, right, which is your, the same as your inflation story. The debt ceiling, I, I really like that. wasn't originally in my personal market outlook, but it is now.
0: It, I think it has to be because it's 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 the yeah.
1: Because I think now, like now, it's a little bit more severe. Now it's actually more realistic. Of a def- the you know the odds of a default are more realistic than ever. Yeah, I still I still don't think it's going to happen mean, though. So that's why I don't really want to include it in my market outlook. I agree but. with you optimistically,
0: but Fair no enough. House speaker took more than one vote in the last kevin mccarthy's the first speaker to to not win on his first ballot 14 in my lifetime times. in obviously also your lifetime hell yes. in our combined, uh, if you were to add our if you were to do some of our ages and what was the last lifetimes.
1: when was the last time that happened want to say it was 60 years ago yeah so, so maybe not obviously ob- it's been a minute but so I, i'll include the debt ceiling but i don't want that i don't want that as one of my main topics i still think it's it's china I kind of want to say gold, but instead of saying gold, I kind of say the dollar. I'll say the U.S. dollar, just to kind of under the umbrella of the, of the U.S. dollar story, there's, there's gold and the value of gold, the, ap- the global appetite for gold, because the dollar might weaken quite a bit this year, right? Just a, just a possibility. And then, of course, did I see China already? China's my big story. China's like, we got, we got to keep an eye on China. If they invade Taiwan... Which I don't think they will. But that's
0: part. Of, so that's part of three point five for me.
1: Yeah. So uh, well, this is the thing is. So, so if China does invade Taiwan, I don't think the world is gonna is gonna silo China the way they siloed Russia. Like they really. The, I, there's no way. Like that. That would be like, so. That would be so catastrophic for the entire world and for hundreds of millions of people. You know, within China, if they just sanction everything, cut off everything. If everybody cut off everything to China, that would be catastrophic for. Oh yeah! The entire world.
0: Well, well sanctions so. are always bad for someone. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, but I hate but, to be glib. I hate to laugh I, about that. But. No, no,
1: one hundred percent. No, I, right. I, and I okay. Well, I one hundred percent agree with you. And there is a there is a shy chuckle, you know, coming from me, a nervous chuckle. But I think so. If the if we yeah. treat China like Russia after. They invaded no, Ukraine.
0: That's, the, the, that's, no, just it wouldn't, like, I don't, China, I don't think it would be treated that China
1: way. China buys so much stuff from everybody, they make so much stuff for everybody, and they sell so much stuff for everybody, to, to everybody. So they buy a lot of, I they think, buy a lot of raw materials that they put
0: into strategic raw material reserves. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, um, yeah, they're a great customer. They're always buying. Um, to be fair, so is the US a great customer. We're
1: always well, buying. We're, we're the best customer. Um, they might be the second best customer. we the best in the customer. World. They are. So,
0: now, they're always buying raw materials. now. Yeah, I mean, like let's be honest, it's, it's
1: the U.S. is the best customer in the world, 50 feet of crap, and then China, and then the rest of the wanna, world right there, right?
0: You want to you sell to the U.S. If you can't sell to the U.S., you'll sell to China because China's buying. They're hungry. Now, if you're Australia, you're actually upset with them right now, so you're more than happy to sell to Brazil and the U.S. and everywhere else. <laughs> what I'll say is this, and this is my view on the strategic ambiguity and economics of Taiwan, and it's that... um if Beijing sets one foot in malice on Taiwanese soil, mm-hmm. that is World War Three. Yeah,
1: probably. That's I personal so opinion. Too. I a think personal so. opinion. I think so too, but I'm but I'm saying like if it's not World War III, like I'm saying, if we treat it like like Russia and Ukraine, if we treat like which I don't think we will, but if we did, because I think I I think
0: well then we're gonna know, have in, a lot of Navy Seals and Green Berets spending time in Taiwan. Yeah, well I It'll think be, uh, it will it will not be the U.S. will not be hands off about
1: things. no no I I think what's gonna happen so like if they do set one foot in Malice into Taiwan, which I love that mm-hmm. terminology by the way, so thanks for saying that. But if they do do that, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think the entire world's going to jump in right away. I, I think we're going to do everything we can to avoid World War III and all of the UN and NATO's I, I, moral security, like they, in their moral superiority on their high and their high horse. They're oh, going to try to yeah, do yeah, everything they can. High horse. Yeah, yeah, they're going to try to do everything to avoid it. So I think they're not going to do anything like it. But I think they're going to do like they're going to be like um, I, I don't know. They're, they're going to be like they're going to be instigators, right? So they're going to they're going to put things around. For, well, for, for China to knock so, down. And as soon as China knocks one of those things down, it's like, oh, that's cause for war. Right. I think that's what I think that's what. They're well, and so, so right? that's,
0: so that's the reason that the U.S. is approaching such strong deals with the Philippines, especially in military. Uh, basically, we want to reopen some of our military bases in the Philippines, some of our naval bases. Well, we, some of our mil- we put like a million carriers. Stations.
1: How many carriers did we put in the South China Sea? Was it four? I think we saw four uh, carriers in the South China Sea. We saw, we saw four a few sail through. Four um, U.S. carriers. I think they're still parked there. That's I don't know 40, if they are. Well,
0: it's, they're not parked there. They, they move around a little bit. That's for, but that's 40% of the carrier fleet. The United States has, has 10 super carriers, three, to four, three of which are refueling at any given time, and seven of which are active in combat zones or active around the world. Uh, how does that go? Uh, oh, there
1: were f- there was four of them not too long ago. I don't know if all four of them are still there. But- oh yeah, they'll
0: sail. They'll sail through. They'll do freedom of navigation exercises. Just sail right through sure. the international waters because it's international rules. There's a reason the United States has been pursuing close relations with Vietnam. Close re- uh, mm-hmm. Who do not want China impressing into their economic zone. with The Philippines for the same reason. Uh, Japan, South Korea. Is it a foregone conclusion? No. Um, but I would say that China is. There is a reason China has not given lethal aid to Russia, and that China is observing everything that happens with Ukraine, um, and they are observing it through the lens of Russia, Ukraine, Beijing, Taiwan. Yeah. Having said that, Ukraine has only had seven years of Western military training and help. Yeah. Uh, Taiwan has had (laughs) had (laughs) the better part of several decades. Yeah. Um, so Whoa, what was this? is like the '60s, the,
1: something like that. I mean,
0: yeah. So the idea that the last, if if seven years can turn now, the Russian military apparatus is clearly corrupt and broken, It's incapable yeah. of waging a modern war. Yeah, um, clearly, but but China is looking yeah. at the at Western resolve at the way that yeah. was reacting. Well, and I'll um, be honest and, with you And that's too, why. And that's why. I, like, look, you're seeing companies like Kyocera withdrawing their business from China from mainland. China. They're going way keep, too much
1: geopolitical risk. They're going to
0: keep production for China in China, but any other production, they're moving. Overseas we're, because of U.S. sanctions. Yeah, but I, I still an,
1: think I still think U.S. sanctions in China—it's it, not—it's not, it's not going to happen. Even if there was a World War III, I still don't think it's going to happen because I think, like, if there was a World War III, I think what's what—what what, honestly, the entire world would do would be like, okay, we're going to go into China, we're going to we're going to cause we're going to force a regime change. Yeah. You know. What's well, the point? Of, what's the point of sanctioning? Right.
0: Well, st- you start. Well, there's this great old Roman saying: "It's uh, the sinews of war, infinite money." Um, <laughs> so you, first, you cripple the economy. Yeah, and yeah. It's a, does China have the ability to cripple the U.S. economy? Yes, In absolutely. Fear. They could dump they could dump every bit of U.S. debt onto the market at once, thus devaluing the debt, thus crushing it. But at the same time, but it's okay, China. Yeah. Then who are you selling to? Because you're gonna you're gonna kill your customer.
1: Okay, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, it took forever to unload that position, anyways, of, of that size. And it, well, it would um, unless
0: you're tra- unless you're trying to destroy a market. And here's and here's the great thing: the second you're trying to destroy a market, I could tell you what whatever the sitting U.S. president would do is I'd close markets. I would yeah. close markets For, because yeah. because uh, as of now, someone is attempting to weaponize this.
1: Yeah, but even then, like uh, I still think okay. So if China all of a sudden, if they decide to dump U.S. debt onto the markets, <laughs> I still think, believe it or not, I still think there would be a buyer. So I think I, I think that plan will really backfire in China. Oh yeah, I, I, like
0: I, there's really, oh, a buyer. Well, there would yeah. always be a buyer. It depends well, on the yeah, price. Because like, if, if you think
1: about like you know how how much U.S. debt do they actually have? I mean, it's got to be about a trillion, Quite a bit. right?
0: Yeah, um let's just I'm just gonna Google it.
1: Okay. I think it's about I, I really think it's about it's between one to one point five trillion. Which it's about you think one
0: point, um it's about one point
1: one. Oh, so it, one point one of the public debt. So okay so okay, I guess one point zero nine five trillion. Okay, so, so yeah, I was really you're all, absolutely, so, you're, so, you're, I was all, I'll all over be it. Honest,
0: Aaron, on the fucking money. Thank that you. Sounds like a lot of that's a lot of fucking grace from you, my guy.
1: I know, gosh, man. I don't know how I like the the graciousness though, to be honest with you. But uh I mean, I, I really think okay, so a trillion dollars, there's gonna be a buyer of a trillion dollars worth of US government debt. Like well, there there will be. You
0: know, at the same time, we're seeing the Bank of Japan is is buying certain amounts of debt. They're breaching their own I think they have they have yield rules. Yeah, but I, I don't know um, if I don't know
1: if Japan's balance sheet if they're okay, I don't if their central bank the you know, the BOJ's balance sheet is as ugly as the US Federal Reserve's balance sheet. No, I don't it, know that it, it, it is be, I was gonna look it up. I am. That's, that's what I'm doing. I, I'm actually pulling it up right here. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I take that back. The, the Japanese Central Bank, Bank of Japan balance sheet is also very ugly.
0: Yeah. Well, know, it's. I it's, don't know if it's
1: as ugly as the Fed balance sheet, but it's pretty
0: ugly. Bank of Japan has some serious problems. Jap- Japan has some. Yes. economic problems which is aside, aside from they have demographic issues an aging population they've got um, what,
1: the, the entire world has an aging negative, population negative interest issue. rates
0: at so, times because they want people to spend money and consume but things are so expensive people can't consume or won't Yeah. in Japan it's, you're not going to see a drop in efficiency you're just, just going to see a drop in consumption in China you will see that drop in efficiency because suddenly there aren't people working and there are a lot of people laying down yeah. as, the, as you cannot google in mainland China the phrase laying down. Yeah, that kind um, of laying down, yeah. But, but
1: I don't know. I, I think Japan's going to be an interesting issue too, just because I, 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 think Japan, um,
0: I think Japan, and especially the Bank of Japan's actions and its appetite for U.S. securities, i.e. interest inflation, right? Two and three yeah. for me. Uh, the appetite of Japan for U.S. securities is going to be, I think it will be different than has historically been the case, but I think it will be quite critical, which Japan's, the Bank of Japan's appetite will be a function mm-hmm. of inflation and interest so it will be the outcome of internal
1: u.s issues um
0: having said that and in realization of a very very simple fact and it's that um aaron have we been doing this for three years now
1: oh shoot i think we are on our three-year anniversary man holy cow we are 220 was approximately our our three anniversary yeah 220 was when we really first started which is right before covid and so and so uh
0: in lieu of our historical joke i will present an a historical
1: Oh, God. Guys, I hope we've kept you interested. I hope we... Are you interested? Are you still interested? That's exactly. It. Episode number I one... I hope we've I,
0: kept you interested. Well,
1: I, I mean, when we first started, we recorded that first episode, like, yeah. in January, or maybe even, in, like, in December of the previous... I forget when we recorded, but it took it took me, like, a it month was, it to edit. It was mid to late January. Yeah, it took me, like, a month
0: 2020. to 2020, it was... It was. It was an. It was. It was a simpler time. Much simpler. It was. It was I no. It was. It was two. Yeah, because it, it was in January. Because it was two weeks before I did the math on Chinese steel shutting down, and then that's oh, when I went. Yeah. Because I, I remember I said to you, Aaron, I swear to God that, and, and and if you listen back to our early episodes, if we'd known then, we would have been slightly more tactful. Obviously. Yes, obviously. But it started but, as a funny joke No, that and was, then we did the math on the economic output of steel just based on the the coronavirus in in China and we were like oh holy shit oh my this God. is a big thing economically. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is this is but, a
1: big percentage of the entire global steel supply. Like, I, think, is, I, think uh, the, I think my
0: math said at the time it was 52%. Yeah. Or 48%. It was, yeah, it was something, so, around, something it around was half, so close yeah. to half. Yeah. It was so close to half that it, was, yeah. <laughs> that it was, it was. it's one of those things where it's like, it's like if 10% is an issue, 50% is a problem. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I, dude, I can't believe we've been doing this for that long. It's, I, it's crazy. I mean, it's been
0: three years. Yeah, and been, so what I'll say um, to close the episode like I said with the anti-joke at the very end I hope you're still interested we hope you're still interested thank you thank you for still being with us for being with us for three years for those of you that have been and for being us for as long as you have for those that haven't and then obviously the shameless plug for merch comes now which is uh, check out the new the new really cool stuff at um, drunkenomics.myspreadshop.com yeah of course where uh, seriously I've kept I've kept the old stuff up I have the we have the new stuff up
1: yeah, and seriously, anything there, everything helps. it's so appreciate, and like honestly, just the fact that you guys are listening, drinking with us is really appreciated. Mm-hmm. And yeah, get, um, uh,
0: and and tweeting at us, uh, Discording yeah, with us, all Instagrams, of it—it's really cool.
1: Instagram DMs, I love it all. Like you know, send us a DM anytime. Absolutely. Like, like I, I, I'm, I'm not always it. the
0: best at, at getting back to you. I read it, and then I and then I and I'll be honest. My my big problem <laughs> is I read it and I either g- very glibly respond to you, or you respond in your head, or I start to think about it real hard and forget that. I haven't responded. And then to you have ADD, you know? and
1: you're like, "Oh man, I forgot. I gotta go walk Cora. Um, and, I'll and, go walk uh, with my yeah. dog, and then come back. Yeah, I'll go walk my dog, and then come back. And then you, and then next thing you know, the TV's uh, on. Yeah, and that's and that's on, and that and that is on me. I definitely um, on yourself.
0: But uh, <laughs> no, uh, we're mm-hmm. glad you're here. We're glad you've been with us. It's a, it's yeah. been a fun, wild ride for three years.
1: It really and has. I'll be
0: honest. Um, I'll, let's just go with uh, a simple. Let's hope for three more.
1: And yes, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then we'll re- and then we'll reevaluate. Yeah. And then uh, you know what? Like while uh, while we're letting this play out, you know, as we take the next week off, you know, hopefully, I encourage you guys to please continue to fill and kill. Continue Absolutely. Continue to play chestnut checkers. Fill itself, it's not gonna kill itself. Not gonna kill itself. Like, exactly. Somebody's got to do it, like Canelo is, right? And um, Continue Absolutely. to play chestnut checkers. And of mm-hmm. course, most importantly, please do that one thing. What's that called?
0: Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know how long you've been doing it, but I know some of us have been doing it for at least three years, but stay drochadomical, guys.
1: Yes, there you go. Love you all. Cheers.